Alrighty, folks. Uh, that was brutal. Um, no other way to put it. Illinois losing to Miami, episode four of the Illini Basketball Podcast on ECSW. We have some news to announce later in this one about some future podcast thingies. But uh, yeah, Illinois, uh, big loss. Big loss. Not pretty. Not pretty. Not what you wanted to see at home with the orange crush crush in attendance. But yeah. Um, I guess we'll start off. Illinois obviously lost eighty-one seventy-nine. Uh, we I had them picked to win eighty-three sixty-nine. I don't know what I had. You had seventy-eight seventy. Uh, spread started at uh minus seven and a half for Illinois. Uh, moved all the way to nine. So there's a lot of guys that lost a lot of money in Vegas. Uh, they apparently thought what we thought that Illinois shouldn't. Well, and what I thought at least. Illinois shouldn't have had a problem. Uh, but player of the game for me is going to be uh, Mr. Likes from Miami. Oh, wait. No, I'm just. Wow. Uh, <laughs> um, my player of the game is actually Trent Frazier. Uh, he went four or five from three with fifth, with uh, 14 points. Uh, I really feel like he has his game back. Um, I feel like Io and Feliz are forgetting that he's even on the team, though. They're not finding him. They're not trying to get shots for him. And he was the best shooter on the team two years ago. So I don't understand why he is obsolete to them right now. It kind of is disappointing, but uh, it is what it is right now, I guess. My player of the game is, uh, I I may or may not have wrote nobody, but... (laughs) Nobody, probably a good one. DeMonte Williams, because he had five points, and it looked like he tried a little bit, so... He did, he did. He he probably would have been, if he wouldn't only had five points, he was going to be my player of the game, so... um, We kind of talked about it last pod, about uh, the slow start that could happen with Illinois and Miami. However, Illinois had a slow start, and Miami absolutely did not. Miami came out aggressive, and it. I'm, I'm pretty sure that they shot like 99.5% in the first half, <laughs> um, something like that. So uh, it, it was just not good. Illinois looked flat. It looked like they played four cake games coming into this, and Miami just felt like they wanted to be there, and they wanted to win, play hard. Uh that's Illinois. Uh, I had that. They just couldn't find people on defense. They're a de- like, I, I'm still waiting for this Underwood defense. And, and as much as I don't like Dan Dockich, he had, he kept saying it. Where is this Underwood defense? And I felt the same way. Uh, and even though Frazier was playing their game, he is supposed to be the team's defensive presence. He was getting beat off the dribble. Um, I, Kofi was coming out way too far against guys getting beat. Uh, I don't understand what their game plan was uh, starting off, but it was it was not good. Uh, I know Io later in the game they put him on likes. He made some pretty big stops, but you can't get down twenty seven. I mean, it's not possible. Well, they looked really slow defensively. I mean, I the play that stands out to me is when likes just destroyed Kofi. I don't know why Kofi was that far out, ran right by him. Yeah, they're 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 gonna have to find a way to to fight through those screens. They're not gonna be able to let Kofi come out that far and do that. And then v- Vasilijek, Vasilovich, whatever his name was, 
I mean, we always say you got to guard the white guy. And this kid could shoot. And he was open, it seemed, almost every time down the court. Uh, he even shot one from like 35 feet, I think, when they came down and it went in. So they literally could not miss. Um, it, it was, uh, I think Kofi had, you were, we were talking about the, you know, going out there on likes. I think he had two fouls that were, had to be 20 plus feet away from the basket out there. Um, which later in the game, I guess hurt him. I don't know why he was sitting later on in the game, but that's one for Underwood, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, uh, I, and it seemed like just everything was going Miami's way in the first half. There were, you know, balls bouncing off three guys, and then all of a sudden, Vasilovich got in the corner wide open and made a three. Um, and then I felt like Io kind of went into his, I'm going to do it all myself attitude. Um, just he was chucking up threes. I don't know. I, I think I had written down somewhere what he shot from three. I think he was like oh for six or something from three. Um, it's just not his game. His game's you know going to the hoop, making fifteen footers. Uh, at one point, he even dribbled the ball off his foot while they were in the half court offense early in the game. Uh, I think they had ten turnovers within the first, and maybe in the first half. And it was more than the made baskets they had. So that's that's rough. It's good. That's good. Uh, you can't give up 50 points in the first half and expect to win. I mean, that was embarrassing. No, no. And Kipper, I don't know if you uh, saw the Kipper shot, but it was one of those one of those perfectly perfect Kipper moments. Uh, step, he was on the three-point line, so worst shot in basketball, mind you. And then he hit it. I think it hit right of the rim. Like I don't. I'm not even sure it hit the rim. But uh, he played four minutes. So after that, I don't think he got back in. I think, uh, <laughs> and, and, and rightfully so. I said he shouldn't play. So you know, it only took him chucking up a really bad one to to get him on the bench. So I don't know if you have this number, but uh, as far as how many turnovers Illinois has, is are they like? Up there and leading the nation, because they got to be close. I think. I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're close. I gotta check that out. Yeah, um, and I know that Larry Nega was talking about. Uh, he was really worried about how they would handle Miami would handle rebounding in the game, and when you shoot 67 percent in the first half, you really don't have to worry about rebounding. On the on the defensive end for them, though, Illinois couldn't seem to get an offensive rebound. I it seemed that whole first half they just they it was a lot of one and dones or or just turnovers altogether. So yeah, um, <clears throat> well they shot forty four percent in the first half. Illinois did. Miami shot sixty six. So it did go down a little bit, but they still put up fifty points. So I mean, fifty points, yeah, unacceptable. And and uh, I think they I think Miami really showed how you stop Illinois offense. I mean, they played a, a very slag defense. They had a lot of guys in the paint. They double, doubled Kofi a lot, which it was, it's kind of upsetting that he can't find people. Um, once he does get doubled, but I, I think he had 20, some point, 23 points led the team. Um, so 
he at one point I, I there was a I think Vasilovich was guarding Kofi on the post and Illinois could not get him the ball. I mean the kid's six foot against a seven footer and he can't find a way to get him the ball. The only person that can find a way to get him the ball is Georgie when he does a little jump pass. But um I think Georgie led the team in assist, actually. Yeah, Illinois this team, first of all, they need to figure out how to rebound when it's not just Kofi doing all the work. He only had four rebounds in this game. Four rebounds. I think Georgie had eight, so Georgie's getting hitting the boards. I, I feel like Illinois has so many – they have athletes that they jump – try to jump out of the gym to get a rebound. When Kofi's down there and he's boxing out, there were so many times that Kofi had the ball ripped out of his hands by another Illini player – and then guess what? Bounced around and ended up in Miami's hands. Yep. Uh, it, it was crazy. Uh, DeMonte, though, I did have DeMonte written down. Um, I felt like he came in, put in some great defensive minutes, took some good charges, and he was very aggressive on the offensive end. So I felt like I felt like he had a good game regardless of the five points. Uh, I feel like he did have a good game also. Um, so, yeah, they 50 to 31 and a half. And at one point, Illinois was down 27 in the first half. Um, tried to make a comeback, but uh, I, I, I'm i not going to lie. I got frustrated with them. I stopped watching for a little bit. <laughs> um, started the second half because I just, I mean, it, it was just embarrassing. Uh, about 12 minutes left in the game. They, they started, actually, they showed up. I don't know what took so long, but. They decided to show up then. Um, Felice started getting things going. Frazier started making some threes. Uh, they, they started one of their, you know, fake rallies as so, so poignantly put by the Illini fans. Uh, I even saw the Champagne Room did an article about the 10 best fake rallies um, <laughs> in Illinois basketball under the Underwood era. That was a good because, one. Because it happens quite often. So, um, they, uh, Griffin was wide open, missed a three. Uh, so Miami started going again, uh, about the 10 minute mark, uh, likes went to the bench and they still, Illinois still couldn't get rebounds. They went on a little run, then Vasilovich wide open, um, three and, and I have written down 10 minute mark. In the second half, and Io still wasn't a viable player in the game. So I don't know if he's. I don't. He's. I don't know. Is he going to go to the NBA? You tell me. You tell me right now if he can go to the NBA. If he doesn't go to the NBA, does he even stay at Illinois? I I think he loves Illinois. So I I think he would. This team blows seriously, (laughs) like. They have way too much talent to not be at least seven and one right now. I don't care if they lost Arizona. They probably should have lost that game anyway. They should have yeah. lost. They definitely, even if they won this game somehow, they still deserve to lose it because they looked gar- terrible. They terrible. did. They they did. I mean, but you, but the last eight minutes, you saw how good they could be. I mean, you you saw that they have the ability to be good. It's just showing up. It, it's it's wanting to be there, and they came out like they didn't want to be there. 
Um, I, I got to throw this out there and you know, I, I love the line. I am a line. I fan. I cannot stand a line. I fans that sit there and boo people or just, they just talk crap all the time. Uh, we went to a football game a couple years ago and I had, I seriously left because I couldn't stand being around other Illini fans at the game. Um, they, they booed the players. Uh, I mean, it was a lazy pass and it, it was when you could tell that they just weren't there. They weren't ready for the game. Um, and then they booed likes, which I thought was just, I thought it was inappropriate. Uh, likes played hard. He was, he was on fire. And the the big thing with likes that the double technical that was on Griffin, hundred percent on Griffin. So I don't know why Illinois fans get in this mode, but it drives me crazy. <laughs> so it's not a good look. It's not, especially when it, you're booing the opposing players and they're just dominating you. Yes, just because they're playing well. He didn't do anything in the game, you know. That would, I mean, he played with swag. Sorry that the dude had swag. He he, literally lit Illinois up. He should have swag. So, um, coming down the game, uh, Georgia got a huge offensive board. Uh, and like I said before, he led the team with eight. You said Kofi only had four. Um, and then uh, let's see what happened. Io ended up getting a steal. Uh, Griffin was going to the basket with like six minutes left and got fouled out by the half court line. They didn't call intentional foul. I thought that was kind of weird myself, but um, I don't know. Oh my gosh, the dog! <laughs> we will uh, go over some uh, just player stats. Uh, Kofi with twenty three points and four boards, eight of eight from the field, seven of eight from the line. So he's starting to shoot better. Uh, from the line. And then you got Frazier with 14 points, two boards, two assists, uh, four or five from three. He was good from three. Um, Io had another brutal game. I mean, his stats look okay, but I <clears throat> just watching it's just. What not, was he from the field? Good. He was something five horrendous. Five for 14. Five for 14. 12 points. Yeah. Feliz, yeah. 11, six, and three. So Feliz had and, more boards than uh, Kofi. Really? Wow. Wow. And that's a, I mean, like towards the end of the game, you, you know, you're sitting there thinking, oh yeah, here we go. Illinois is going to do it. They're going to, they got a chance. They should have never been in that situation. But, uh, IO had two huge stops on likes. I, I mean, as much as his offensive was bad, he, he stepped up at the end playing defense and then he comes down the court. Illinois, no timeouts because Underwood calls four timeouts in the first half. Um, I don't know what that was all about. I understand they weren't playing well, but he can't burn four timeouts in the first half. I don't care how bad they're playing. What were you going to do? Make it not be, not be down 27. Um, I was, you know, you always see I, he's got the, the ice in his veins. That's it. That's the big picture. They always show. And he, you know what he needs to have? He needs to have eyes because he missed Frazier wide open in the corner who was four for five from three because he wanted to go to the hoop and he was getting forced away. And here comes likes player of the game steps in, takes a charge ball game. Um, 
and and not having that timeout, uh, they couldn't get Kofi back in the game. I don't think Kofi played the last four minutes of the game for some reason. The man has 23 points. He was seven for eight from the free throw line, and he's not in there? Where is he? I don't understand it. So that's why I have IO five for 14 and 0 for four from three. It's not good enough. It's not good enough to be an NBA player. He might be good in the transition. I guess they play more transition ball in the NBA, right? He'll be all right. Um, this pain, this this loss is just painful. When if if when I say win, if Illinois gets a chance to be on the bubble, this is the game that's going to get them out of the tournament, and we're going to be playing in the NIT. I don't know. Maybe we'll be happy. Well. I was going to say this has all the makings of a team that wins like 18 or 19 games and barely misses the tournament. And they have like this fake late big 10 rally or something. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm going to turn to my quotes. Uh, Underwood quoted saying to be down by as many as 27 points and to have the ball in our hands with a chance to win it. That's really something. I'm very proud of the effort we made in the second half. That's on me. I did a poor job of getting our guys ready. We'll get better. I'm going to say this is the 10th time that Underwood has said, I did a poor job of getting our guys ready. I don't know how. It's ACC Big Ten Challenge. I don't know how much. You're at home. I don't know how you don't get fired up for this. I, I don't know what he is possibly doing that is not getting them ready. You would think that this would be the game they would it be makes ready for. No sense. And maybe it's because of the the Hampton and the Lindenwood and the Citadel before this. And maybe it's hard to get up after that. I don't know. I don't play D one basketball. I just talk about it. So let me just go over some team stats real quick. I mean, thirteen bench points. I mean, Williams played pretty well. Griffin had eight points. Demonte Williams at five. Uh thirty two, twenty three rebound advantage for Illinois. They had 17 personal fouls. Miami had 21. Ended up shooting 52% from the field, 35 from three, 73 from the uh, free throw line. 13 turnovers. Uh, 36. 13 turnovers with 10 in the first half. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it was it was definitely a different team in the second half. But you're never going to come back from down 27. I don't. I mean, I know they had a chance, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's not just. Uh, not good. 36 points in the paint for them. Thanks. And uh, I don't understand how they weren't ready. Like you said, um, they need to be ready the next two games. They won't have even a chance. I could see them really coming out against Maryland and uh, whatever. We'll see what happens. We'll talk about that a little later, but I guess yeah. you have anything else to add to this game? I mean, this was. I, that's all I got for this game, man. I just, it's, it's a disappointing, disheartening loss that, that I feel is going to be a big factor come end of the season. So hopefully they learn from it. Hopefully they, they, this doesn't happen again, but, but I mean, I've talked about, so, so far since we started this, we're in episode four and I've either talked about how Illinois can't finish or how Illinois can't start. I'm just waiting for that full game against a good opponent. So, maybe I could see it being against Michigan. Maybe I don't know. I I think I think that it, they have a chance. I think that uh, redemption might be in order against Michigan for just just for the Illini fans. So 
Yeah. But what you got next, buddy? Well, I put that we this team needs Tavion Jones very much because yes, your bench right now. If if you're gonna get 13 bench points in a big game like that, uh, you need to use your bench guys more. And Tavion Jones, for some reason, I don't think Underwood likes him very much. So even before whatever happened, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if. I don't know if that plays into last year or what. I Illinois basketball did, or Underwood, somebody, they did post a Thanksgiving picture, and I sent it to you, and Tavion was there. So he's apparently not going anywhere. I think he – I could see him being back in January, but they really need him. They do. They do. He uh, – he, I still think that he's a better player than Griffin. I agree. Um, he definitely was last year. I, I I guess I can't say that this year because I haven't seen him play. But I mean, he was like the biggest reason that they beat Maryland last year. Right. So yeah. They need him. Yeah. And then uh, move on a little bit. Andy Katz. Uh, <laughs> he's already given up on the Illini. So he had them making the tournament. He was all over him. Top 35 preseason team. Doesn't have yeah. them making the tournament. Not even thinking about him anymore. I think he had him ranked at 16th at one he's time. He's a fraud. Fraud. <laughs> Uh, he, but he's a big 10 guy. So I think he had to say that, um, I don't care. He's a I don't think this game is going to, I don't think it's going to define the season. I hope it doesn't define the season. Um, and that might just be me being a fan and seeing through starry eyes, but I hope, I really hope that this was just a, just a bad game. So. Imagine having a team in the top 35 and being all over them. I don't care if you work for the Big Ten or not, and then giving up on them after eight games when they're six and two. I mean, where the hell is the credibility there? We're supposed to take this guy serious? I mean, come on. Yeah. Don't, if you're out there listening to this, I hope Andy Katz hears this. I hope someone tags him in this. Tag him. Snap him. Quit your job because you're terrible at it. All right, let's move on. (laughs) Next. All right, <clears throat> writing Illini, fan-sided. I used to work for fan-sided, not for the Illini side, but I hate the company so much. But uh, well, the, you know, there's nothing wrong with the Illini one. They're fine. Uh, they said that this team looks lost. Your thoughts? I think uh, they looked lost the first half. I, th- I That's the thing. is they were, they were two completely different teams in this game. It wasn't just one half of basketball, you know. They were two teams. They went pretty strong on this one. It says, I think it is the quote from whoever the writer is. I didn't get the writer's name, but shout out. Uh, I think it is fair to say that this team looks lost on the basketball court. Okay. Uh You can see it last season, and I believe it has accelerated to another level this year. That's too far. It's only eight games. Got to give them a chance. Because the first half, they actually played. If they would have just rolled over in the first half, after the first half, and lost by like 40 Right, yeah, you could definitely say that. Yeah, but I mean, they, I, you, you got to be happy with the effort they put in the second half. You just, you're not happy with the effort they put in the first. So, I, you take it, you take it as it is, and you hope that it doesn't happen again. So they also said there are so many aspects that go into a well-oiled basketball team. Each player has to communicate with the other man to make the offense and defense flow. I feel like that isn't happening. I feel that each player is kind of doing their own thing out there on the court. I think that's fair. I think, yeah, I 100% agree with that. Uh, I think there's a lot of times where they get in 
funks and we had some questions about how you know kofi and georgie that we'll talk about later which i kind of address part of that in there so um it's underwood i i just feel like they they started running that weave or whatever it was started doing some things with that but this this isn't a guard team i know they have good guards but to not utilize having a player like Kofi is is going to hurt him down the stretch. So I got a couple more uh, parts from this article, but this is written by Reese Woodcock at Reese is me on Twitter, I believe. So shout out. Uh, and then the next thing he says is offensively, Illinois isn't doing much in the way of getting their own shooters open. They do a lot of dribble handoffs throughout each possession, a big then floats up to the top of the key to get the ball, and then he sets a screen after he hands the ball off. The end result is either a frantic three-point shot or Kofi Coburn ends up getting it somewhere within 10 feet of the basket. I feel like there isn't an end goal to each possession, and by the time the shot clock gets down to under 10 seconds, everything breaks down and it becomes essentially a pickup game, which I think I is like fair. This, I feel like this guy like read my mind and put it on paper. That's fair. The first, the first one was a little much. The second, next two are fair. I got two more, but any thoughts on that? No, I think that's a hundred percent right. Like I said, uh, uh, I'm going to touch on it later, but I, I feel like this is a a thousand percent the problem. Yeah, so, is a thousand a percent? Can we use a thousand percent? Yes, we can. We are today. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, on top of the stale offense, the chemistry seems to be clearly off with this Illinois team. You can see this last season but it has amplified this season. Trent Frazier, Io DeSumo, and Andres Feliz aren't meshing well together from an outside perspective. They aren't flowing well together. It is painful to watch at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just what I was saying. I feel like I feel like Io and Frazier, or Io and Feliz have forgotten that Frazier is on the team. And, and honestly, Frazier might be the best one out of those three. Yeah, I, I uh, you know. <laughs> The last few games, he's definitely been the best. Philly yeah. has kind of disappeared a little bit compared to what we saw yes. from the very beginning of the season. And right. Iowa has either been like putting up a lot of points. He's had like two efficient games, which was the Citadel and uh, Hampton games, but he's been inconsistent. So, and then the last part he says is that he said on Twitter that if we go, we, if they, right? yeah, I like it. If they go zero <laughs> three in the next three games, then it is time to hit the panic button. We, they. Have now started zero and one with two top five programs remaining. He still was this before or after the Miami game. So he said that before the Miami or he the article's after, but he said it before that if they okay. go zero and three, then it was time to hit the panic button. Uh, if they are six and four, I don't think I'd hit the panic button, but I'd be really. I don't pissed. think you hit the panic button because the next two games are Maryland and Michigan. I mean, not only are they early Big Ten games, they're against the. Two of the best teams in the Big Ten. So. I think I, I think Michigan is really good, but I don't. I really think they're beatable, and I think Maryland. I think I, I think, think Illinois Maryland matches. I think Illinois is going to match up well against Michigan. I don't so. like the Maryland game at all. I think Maryland is just Maryland's good. too good, probably. Um, yeah, but it helps that Illinois. You know, Illinois may have saw uh, Michigan kind of get beat up by Throttled. and kind of get a, a little bit of an idea of how to play right. against them because this is a team that started out red hot with a brand new coach. I didn't think Michigan was going to be that good this year uh, due to beeline leaving. And for some reason, going to the Cleveland Cavaliers, <laughs> big ups to him, whatever. But yeah. um, I don't know. Yeah. I, 
it's going to be tough, but we'll make our predictions later. And I uh-huh. may or may not pick Illinois to lose by 40 to Maryland. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> and now I have, I have three questions from, or three statements or comments from Twitter because I said right after the game, get your thoughts directly after because everyone's still mad by then. So, yes. The and first, Illinois fans are the best at being mad. So, yeah, I feel like every team <laughs> that I root for is mad. <laughs> Um, Miami or uh, the Packers aren't mad, are they? But like Only after a loss, lose. everyone's overreacting. It's just I got you. I mean the Blues, the Blues won the Stanley Cup, and everyone's still super mad when they lose. But whatever. That's um, St. Louis fans. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bill, Bill, the first one from Bill at B Illini twenty one. This is a statement has a lot of exclamation points. Kind of uh, have to play better defense. Exclamation point. If we don't get to the NCAA tourney this year, Underwood maybe or should be gone. Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Your thoughts? Uh, it depends on what their record is. I think. I think if they're a bubble team, he gets another year. If they win, less Illinois than has them for six gone. years, right? I yeah. mean, if they win less than twelve games, I think. Gone. It de- I guess it depends on boosters. If they want to get them out, they'll pay to get them out. I don't think they should get them out because it, unless they go like 10 and 20 or something, if they win more than 13 games, that's fine because next year is a huge year for him. If he doesn't make the tournament next year with all the stuff they got coming in, then he's gone. Yeah. I see that, I but he's going to lose Io and Kofi next year. So Yeah, he probably he probably should be gone if they miss the tournament this year, but he won't be, so there's really no point in even like Yeah. yeah I did see somebody said uh why would why would Illinois fans think that adding one seven footer would give them so much more hope than they had on a twelve win team last year? I feel I like that has to do with Io coming back, but more than just getting Kofi. And you Anyways. expect everyone to get better every year. This is a pretty you know compared to a lot of the great teams in the country, and they're not as talented. Illinois is not as talented, but they have a lot right. of experience. Right. Um, next one is from Nolo at Fresh Piffle. Okay. <laughs> That's we've, a already, we've already reached the part of the season where you record the games and maybe watch if they win. The first half was disgusting. I also think the first half was disgusting. It was. It was. So maybe you just record them and watch the second halves. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is a, this is a, uh, this is a uh, very straight to the point one here um, from Jimmy at Jimmy Illini 24 on Twitter. That loss is what keeps you out of the NCAA attorney. Underwood just can't coach snaps are what is that? snaps our best player. IO is just awful. Can't create own shot at all. I a hundred percent agree with IO not being able to create his own shot. Um, I'm starting to agree that Underwood might not be the greatest coach. Um, well, he just said that Underwood can't coach. I think Underwood can coach. I think he's a better coach than anybody they've had since Weber. Uh, I don't think he's better than Weber. <laughs> they've only had one. <laughs> they've only well, had one since Weber, okay. though. Listen, I mean, and Gross, I could coach better than John Gross. So. Gross was like a Saturday morning third league coach. I mean, <laughs> Underwood's already better than him at, at coaching, I would say. But also, we are going to get to that point if we see these brutal not coming out playing well and then Underwood blames himself every time. I mean, if they're going to keep doing that, then I don't know what you do. I don't think this is a Florida state situation in terms of their football. I don't think they're going to give them, like, kick him, you know, yeah. get him out of there, even though it was only 20, but I figured I'd over exaggerate, but I mean, hey, I, I get it. 
This is. Yeah. Um, do you think this is a loss that keeps them out of the tourney? I, I think. I think it could be. I think that there's a good chance. I think this is it. Like I said before, if they're a bubble team, this is the one they look back at, and probably the old Dominion game when they lose that one. But. Now, what if they were to win? This is all hypothetical because it's not going to happen. But what if they win like 19 games? And they beat like Ohio State and Michigan and a couple other really good Big Ten teams. And then they're in. Yeah, I mean, I then they're, they're in. They're lucky I, I, Big Ten. Those will overlook that. Um, yeah, I agree. Well, do we have anything else to add before we preview the next two? Um, uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk about the ACC Big Ten challenge, or are we yeah, saving that for later? We can talk about that right I now. I mean, just just quick, just quick little. Uh, I mean, I just have kind of what what I you know talk about the winners. Um, yeah. Do you want to go through game who they played, or you just want to say who won? I'll just I'll just say the winners and who they played real quick. Uh, okay. Just, uh, so Monday it was one one Minnesota beat Clemson. Illinois obviously got embarrassed by Miami. Uh, Tuesday Iowa Northwestern, both those teams won. Iowa beat Syracuse. Northwestern handled Boston College and Indiana beat Florida State. And then Duke, Pittsburgh, and Louisville won on the uh, ACC side. And then Wednesday was a weird day because every loser scored less than 60 points. So, like, North Carolina scored 49 points against Ohio State. Virginia scored 40 against Purdue. Nebraska put up 56 against Georgia Tech. I don't know what's wrong with Wisconsin, but they scored 54. Wisconsin is not good this year. They're not. I did not realize that until I looked them up, yeah, honestly. So- so basically, eight six was your final. I mean, your winners in the Big Ten. You had Minnesota, Iowa, Northwestern, Indiana, Maryland, Purdue, Penn State, Ohio State. So, yeah. and I I just kind of wrote down uh, notable wins for the Big Ten. Purdue obviously uh, putting up sixty nine against uh, Virginia, which is nice, and yep. uh, and they held Virginia to forty, which Virginia is not an offensive minded team, but. That that was a big win, I feel, for the Big Ten as a whole, seeing how Purdue was kind of on a skid. Um, Indiana played really well. Um, I watched some of that game. Indiana looks good this year. They do. They look they look better than I think people are giving them credit for. Um, and, I mean, they beat Florida State by 16, who's ranked in the top 25. And then uh, Ohio State looks really, really good. They went to uh, Chapel Hill and they uh, embarrassed the Tar Heels. So uh, bad losses. I'm going to say Michigan's a bad loss. Um, I know that um, they. I, I think just the way they play. I know they played Louisville, but I. I just the way that they played, only putting up 43 points. I feel like. You know, that's a bad loss. Uh, I put Wisconsin down until I looked them up and realized that they're not any good this year, so it doesn't really matter. Um, And then Illinois, obviously, was a bad loss for them. Um, As far as ACC, uh, Miami, obviously, was a notable win. Uh, Louisville uh, showed up and just put a clinic on against Michigan. They, in my eyes, Louisville's the best team in the country right now. Uh, Far and above the best team. And uh, Duke uh, never really – it was never really a game um, against Michigan State. Michigan so, State has looked really up and down this year. They lost yeah. to Virginia Tech. They lost to uh, Kentucky. and do, They have some good losses, but, like, they don't look as good as they're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. 
So I think that uh, all in all, uh, I feel like both the ACC and Big Ten are going to be really top-heavy this year, which is not normal. Um, I feel like the Big Ten isn't going to get as many teams in as they usually do to the tournament. So that I feel like that's going to hurt. I think too. probably probably six, maybe seven. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say six. So and they usually get eight or nine. Is that? Yeah, low? they already they already have like four locks. I mean, there's no way Ohio State, Michigan, Maryland, and uh, yeah. Michigan State they're all going to make the tournament. Yep. Then after that, I mean, if you look at it, Illinois doesn't look like a tournament team. Indiana looks like a tournament team. Mm-hmm. Um, Purdue. I didn't watch Penn State play, but everybody's saying Penn State's playing well and this year. They played really well against Illinois last year. Yeah. So, yeah. That was later in the year. And, yeah, Penn State looked really good at the end of the year last year, I felt. so. Yeah, the bottom of the Big Ten is pretty bad. Like, uh, Northwestern is not good at all. No. It's like football and basketball for them this year. They're terrible. But last year they were in the Big Ten championship in football and they were decent in basketball, but they weren't. Yeah. They should have they shouldn't have won a Big Ten game this year until they came to Illinois and smoked them. Yeah, good thing I don't care about Illinois football. Yeah, double pain. Hey, they're going bowling. That's all Illinois fans care about. They're not gonna win a bowl game, I guarantee it. Doesn't matter. So, uh, moving on, I guess, unless you got any more other comments on the Big Ten ACC. I got two two uh, preview games here we'll do. Um, so, tomorrow, 4 o'clock Central, I believe it's on ESPN2, I think. I don't know which one it's on, but I have college football stuff. So. It's on one of those ESPNs. Yeah, it's – I'll send you notes, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maryland's number three, right? I think Maryland's number Maryland three. Maryland is three, yes. Yeah, um, so- Go ahead. On Haslametrics, they're twenty third, just for the record, overall. Really, that surprises so, me. Michigan's fifteenth. Um, it looks like I looked up their uh, starting lineup. Uh, they got Eric Ayala. That's uh, right. supposed to be really good. Six five guard, averaging ten points a game. Uh, Anthony Cohen, I know he's really good. Anthony Cohen Jr. Six foot guard, averaging seventeen points a game. Aaron Wiggins, six six guard, so big guard. Averaging 10.8 points a game. Daryl Morcell, 6'5 guard, averaging 9 points a game. And Jalen Smith, 6'10 forward, long, lanky. Yeah, he's really good. And uh, I think, what do you have? Against Notre Dame, he had 15 points, 16 rebounds, and 5 blocks. So basically, Illinois across the board is a complete mismatch. So that'll uh, be good. Yeah. Um, I don't think Maryland's really played anybody. That's probably why they're 23rd. Um, as far as schedule, um, well, let's look at their schedule strength here. I mean, Illinois yeah. schedule strength is uh, two eighty six. Yeah, Maryland's is two thirty first. Okay, so yeah, they'd be like Temple, Harvard, uh, Marquette. Uh, so nobody, nobody really good. Uh, ESPN after the Notre Dame game was all over how good they are and how they're going to win a national title, though. So. Um, they are, they're long, they're athletic. Uh, it's going to be tough for the line. to go in there and, and get a victory. Um, I think that Georgie's going to have to have to get his game back. We're going to have to get, you know, more Georgie action. And, uh, I hope that Kofi will be able to pound down low against that six ten. I think he's going to get better every game when he's playing yeah. these bigger opponents. You would yeah. hope at least if he yeah. doesn't, then we're screwed. 
I I feel like the the problem is with with them running a four guard one forward lineup. I mean six ten forward, mind you, but uh, Georgie's going to have a hard time guarding again. I mean yeah. I don't know who he's going to guard. Uh, can't really put him on a another guard. I don't. He might not start. Honestly, now, who, how big is their smallest guard? Uh, six foot. Co- Cohen's six foot. Okay, so and then the other two are six five, six five, and six foot, six so, six. So, so he would have to guard, Frazier? huh? What about Feliz and Frazier? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Do you put Frazier on a six five guy just because he's really good defensively? Yeah, I, mean, I think I think you can. I mean, it. I, don't know. I they're, they're like I said, they're just long and they're athletic and they're quick. So defensively, they're they're really good, and that scares me for Illinois because, you, as that guy said about their offense, they run this rub and rub and pop for some reason with a seven foot two thirty center. They run a pop out instead of him going to the basket. Um. So if they come out, if Illinois comes out like they did against Miami, they'll get beat by. They're gonna lose by seventy. Yeah, um, you can't you can't get behind on them. Uh, Illinois did beat Maryland last year. I know it's a completely different team, but they beat them seventy eight sixty seven last year. That was an impressive win. And Io had twenty that game. So hopefully that Io shows up and not the one that we've seen. Yeah. So. so- if yeah, like you said, if they come out like they did against Miami against Maryland, it'll be like sixty-five to eight in yeah. like five minutes. So yep. that can't happen. They also uh, towards the end of the game they started talking about they have a seven-two center, Shoal uh, Mariel. All right, uh, he has been suffering with <laughs> shin splints the last two years, um, but they say that he may come back first Big Ten game, so that would be tomorrow. Um, that would change the game significantly. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it was it'd be for the good or bad. I don't know how much time he would get, um, seeing how he has these shin splints. But if they ran a six ten seven two lineup, uh, Illinois is really going to be have to you know Georgie's going to have to show up. So uh, yeah. Maryland's also nine and zero for the first time in twenty years. So good for them. Hopefully they're yes. nine one after this one. Yes. Um, uh, I don't have anything else. You got anything else? Well, <clears throat> I was looking at Twitter just to the side because I have like seven monitors, but um, uh, I just saw a tweet from John Rothstein that said, is the traditional five man officially coming back? And then he says, looks like it if you follow the Big Ten. And he listed like seven five men in the um, Big Ten. And I did not. It's a good point because the fives in the Big Ten are really good. Yes. And that's going to be a problem throughout the season because you have Iowa has Luke Garza, Luca mm-hmm. Garza. Um, Minnesota has Daniel Oturu. I don't know who this is, but Mike Watkins at Penn State, apparently he's good. Caleb Weston, we know, is really good. Purdue has that Purdue Matt Harms. Has the has hair harms. <laughs> yeah, and Michigan has John Teske, who Illinois will see next week. And then yes. Illinois, obviously, he put Kofi Coburn. But that's going to be a yeah. uh, wow. big-time test. But yeah. um, That's so, going to be good for Kofi. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, not technically, just the the talent level that he's going to yeah. play will be good for him. Um, basically, Maryland, like you said, nine and zero. They beat Notre Dame by twenty one. They beat Marquette by twenty one. They scored eighty plus 
in five of their nine games, four players that are averaging 10 plus points per game. And it's a uh, huge test for this line. I team mm, on the road. So what's your prediction? I got Illinois 74, Maryland 83. Going to lose by nine. I have, uh, Illinois 70, Maryland 84. 70, 84. Yeah. I just think that I think that they can, if they actually play well, I think they can keep it close, but I think that maybe Maryland will pull away a little bit at the end. Yeah. I think Maryland's just going to be too much on the road. Um, and it, like I said, if they, they could lose by 20 easily. Um, sad to say if they show up like they did against Miami. I hope that the second half Illinois team shows up, but we won't know until the ball goes up. So, yep. Illinois, Michigan. Yep, that'll be on December 11th, which I think is a Wednesday. And I wanted to announce something towards the end here about uh, what we may be doing. In, uh, on the 18th or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, we'll talk about that. But um, so Michigan. Eight o'clock has, game on Wednesday. Yep. That's seven and one. I believe that's on Big Ten Network. Uh, Michigan seven and one. They beat North Carolina by nine. They beat Gonzaga by 18. Their strength of schedule is. Uh, got to be good. 49th. Hmm. According to the hmm. rankings, which I think it's because they played North Carolina, they played <laughs> Gonzaga, they played Louisville. But and Louisville. That, Come but on. Be, I don't really understand that. But I mean, really, Iowa State. But you got to think about like probably the teams. Creighton's that are like, not terrible, right? Yeah, the teams that are like uh, the teams that you know are not good, but play like a ton of ranked teams early. Yeah. Let me try to see if that's I can true. Find rankings for that. That's true. Michigan has a tough schedule. Okay. They play. So they play Oregon too. Yeah. They after Illinois on Wednesday, they go to Oregon on Saturday. The hardest schedule in the country. Oh, no, Oregon comes to them. Sorry. The hardest schedule in the country is Houston Baptist. Houston Baptist played Michigan. Alrighty then. What are, what are we doing here? Um, They're 0 and 4. Yep, yep. They've played Tulsa, Oral Roberts, Texas Tech, and Michigan, and Houston, and Dayton. What? That's got to be because of the games that they've played, too. Like, they haven't played a ton of games. <laughs> So like, I guess four of their opponents are really good. Oregon's <laughs> up there. Kansas is up there. Duke is up there. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State's up there. Illinois State's up there. Really? Nick is up there. Georgetown. All right. So I guess it kind of makes sense a little bit. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh Michigan starting lineup, they actually have six guys that average over twenty three minutes. So I'm not completely sure on their starting lineup but this is what i got uh xavier simpson six foot guard averaging about 12 points a game eli brooks six one guard averaging 11 and a half a game franz wagner uh six eight freshman guard averaging six points a game isaiah livers six seven forward averaging 15.3 and the big center john teske seven foot one um, averaging 14. So I think this is going to be the real uh, Kofi gets a real test of another big man against him. Um, yep. That's versatile and that plays the game. Um, they start two seniors, two juniors, and a freshman. If this is the lineup they go with, I don't know if it will be for sure. But um, so they have experience too, which I assume is helps with why they've been playing so well. 
They also, um, they're pretty efficient. They're 49% from the field as a team. I mean, that's pretty good right there. Yeah. Um, however, against Louisville, they shot 26%. Yeah, they um, can't do that. I think that my, I, per, I mean, they beat, uh, they only beat Appalachian State to start the year, uh, 79 71. And I don't know much about that game or, you know, if it was bi- a bigger spread at one point and, you know, they sent in the end of the bench. But, uh, I feel like, this team, this Michigan team, might be a lot like Illinois. Depends on what team shows up when. So uh, they could either show up and blow Illinois out of the gym, or Illinois, you know, could show up and blow them out of the gym. I yeah, feel so like defensively, this is going to be a problem because you got they're eleventh in the country in defensive efficiency. They're fourteenth in field goal percentage allowed. Um, they're fourth in three-point uh, field goal attempts per 100 trips up court, by the way. Um, and they're third in uh, percent of shots allowed that are three, so they don't allow very many threes to be shot. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of really good defensive rankings. They have some good offensive ones, like 14th in field goal percentage in the country, uh, 22nd in near proximity field goal percentage, which is your layups, dunks, tip-ins. And, uh, Tusky ball. 12th in uh, record quality. Uh, let's yeah. 15th in all play percentage. So, I mean, Michigan, according to the way that they stack up statistically in terms of the metrics and such, they look as good as Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. And, but they, I mean, yeah, they played some good games. I don't know how good North Carolina really is this year um, <laughs> after seeing them play. Uh, so I don't know how good a win. I mean, of course, it's North Carolina. It's always a good win, but maybe they're not as great as they have been. Um, I know that they've struggled the last few years. Yeah, they're um, not because I'll tell you this: like Cole Anthony is a stud freshman guard, but he doesn't have very much help. Yeah, you. right, right. And he was sick or something, um, in that game that they had in the Big Ten challenge so i don't even think north carolina is a top three team in the acc this year yeah so i just illinois gotta they're they're gonna have to show up they're gonna have to be hungry and they're gonna have to have come out this game and you know kind of stick it in those boone illini fans face you know and and show who they are i did see that the attendance at uh assembly hall as i call it um which is what it should be called, yes. <laughs> it was uh, 11,000, so they were like 4,000 short against or when the, during the Miami game. Hopefully it's a full house against Michigan. I'd love it to should see, be. I'd love to see what their record is since they started calling it the State Farm Center. <laughs> that would be a good stat. You need to look that up. Um, be awful. I feel like this game it is set up to be a be an upset. I feel like Illinois has a chance to win this game. Um, they, they absolutely, I mean, I guess they don't absolutely, but I feel like they have to go, which is absolutely right. Uh, they have to go one and one over these next two games. Yep. I, I feel they needed to go two and one over these three games, but they done botched the Miami game. So if they were to go two and one, that would probably be the most amazing thing ever if they if they beat maryland and michigan they better be in the top 25 thing then illinois fans are going to be happy again so not gonna happen so i don't (laughs) know we're just getting people's hopes up (laughs) 
if they listen to us in terms of that, we could fix that. Really, don't really, you know. Hey. Yeah. Um, so. Score prediction. What do you got? I got Illinois seventy-two, Michigan sixty-seven. I'm going with the upset here. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh, mm, the, while it, while I think that it would be the most Illini thing ever for them to win this game, <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna say Michigan wins seventy-five sixty-four. So. I've doubled okay. his losses back to back. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, so I think they'll be six and four after this stretch, which would just be brutal. Uh huh. And then they go into Old Dominion, comes to them, and then the bragging rights game. So now I don't, I don't mean to brag here, but I did have them going uh, losing to Arizona and Miami in non-conference. So uh, that's a good prediction. Yeah, you had them. What? What did you have, Matt? Nine and one. 10 and one. Like <laughs> I didn't realize how good Michigan was when I started that though. I don't think anybody did. Um, well, I didn't think so either, but uh, I'm just a genius, <laughs> I guess. So yeah. Now, luckily their next two non-conference after this, will be North Carolina, A&T and Missouri. They better win both of those. If they yeah. lose to Missouri, that would be worse than any other loss this season. Yeah. I don't care how good Missouri is. I think they suck, but they got to win that game. Yeah. yeah. So finally, before we end it, Go ahead. Go ahead. You Go want ahead. me to say? We got questions from the fans. Yeah. Um, had my cousin actually asked a few questions um, about the Illini and our thoughts and wanted to know our thoughts. Um, first question was, what kind of adjustments do you want or need to see for these first two Big Ten games? And I kind of just wrote out my uh, answer, so I'm just going to read it, and then you tell me what you think, okay? Okay. All right. I said, Illinois needs to put together a full game against uh, these teams that matter. I was worried that Lindenwood and Hampton would hurt them instead of help them, and I feel like the Miami game had proven that. They are going to have to be intense on defense from the beginning. A team shooting lights out is hard to stop, but they need to put more hands in the face and work through screens because after – Teams watch the game and see Kofi switching off on the guards. You better bet your ass they will be doing the same thing. I talked about it a couple pods ago, but where is Underwood's defense? I mentioned that earlier, um, and I talked about Dan Dockich and how he was even talking about it. Uh, offensively, they need to work on more of a motion, uh, passes with purposes, finding the cutters. I feel like Illinois has been in this endless loop of coaches. I feel like Weber was like that at the end. I feel like Gross was like it the whole time. And I feel like Underwood's really doing it of just having bad offensive sets. Um, this and, and all these questions kind of go together, but um, that that's my thoughts on what they need. I mean, they just have to, they have to show up and they got to play defensively, but, but Underwood's offense, I don't, this, the next question is, how do you get Kofi more involved and why do you drag him so far from the block? So that, that kind of goes in with that offense. But do you have any thoughts on the adjustments that Illinois can make or needs to make? I think everything you said is spot on, but I also think that like they they cannot afford to come out flat at all, not right. even a little. If they go down double digits in the first half, I don't know how you rebound from that against these teams. So in Illinois in the past for, I mean, for as long as I've watched Illinois, they go through these five minute spells. And I think a lot of college teams do it um, where they just don't score. And in these two games, they're not going to be able to do that. 
they uh, were forcing stuff up against Miami. Like they yes. were down, they were kind of panicking down by like eight or 10 or whatever early. It was like 20 to seven or whatever. And they were just throwing up shots. Right. Right. So, um, and like I said, the next question was getting Kofi more involved and dragging him, uh, away. Um, I feel like, and you should mention in that guy's, uh, thing that this Underwood's pass to the elbow and then rub off of him is not, conducive for the talent that Kofi is. Kofi needs to be setting screens and rolling to the basket hard. Um he he doesn't need to be 18 feet away from the basket. I don't know I I understand that Underwood this is what he's done, but he hasn't done it with a guy like Kofi, I don't think. I don't know maybe he had guys like that at Stephen F Austin. I know he did in Oklahoma cuz he ran that guard offense so much. Um, I, I feel like, uh, he just, Georgie's done a really good job of finding Kofi, even if it is with that jump three point pass, um, the guards need to be able to find him though. I, I, I counted three or four times that there were cutters going to the hole wide open against Miami and they wouldn't get him the ball. I don't know, um, why that is, but he just. They they need to run more of a pick and roll instead of a, a rub and pop. So they Illinois just their ball handlers aren't good enough for that. I don't think. Um, besides Frazier and Feliz, I don't feel comfortable. I mean, Io sure uh, Griffin when he puts it on the floor, I'm not comfortable. Uh, Demonte when he puts it on the floor, I'm not comfortable. I just feel like. Uh, Kofi just needs to – they got to run an offense productive for him. I I don't know if – you know, I wonder if he's – if how what he would have done at uh, Syracuse or UConn if he would have went there, um, if they would have utilized him better personally, you know. Um, I don't – I just don't think Illinois' offense right now is made for a player like him. And hopefully uh, – that fit that changes. Hopefully Underwood changes that. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Well, we're going to learn that if Underwood can coach or not, if he can do that. Right. He's got to make adjustments. So, um, and then you got anything to add to that? Sorry. I'm just overrunning no, right you now. Got it. You got it. <laughs> uh, the last question was why has Georgie's new role slowed down his offensive produ- production so significantly? Uh, touching the ball. He's not. And and I feel like when he does touch the ball, it's not by the basket. He can't hit those little, pretty little hooks that he that he used to hit last year. Um, I feel though like it should be it should like having Kofi should make it better for him because he's got to have a smaller guy on him. Maybe maybe just they need to run some sort of post offense. They don't run a post offense. Um, defensively, he's been put at a disadvantage just because he does have to run on the four. And um, again, I just don't feel like the guards are, are trying to find people. Um feel like the guards, they, they do their uh, rub and pop and all that stuff, but it's, it's ineffective and it's, it's inefficient. Um, I did write down, uh, you know, it, it seems like Georgie's not as productive as last year, but if you look at his stats last year, 
Um, last year he averaged 12.5 points a game. This year he's averaging 10.3. So having with Kofi there, 10.3 is not bad. No, I don't know. Um, he's averaging 5.8 rebounds a game this year. Last year he only averaged 5.2. And the big stat is, uh, last year he had, he averaged point eight assists, point eight, zero point eight assists. This year, 2.3 assists a game. So he, and they're all to Kofi. I mean, yep. Um, and I know it seems when you watch a game, it seems like he's underproducing. I don't know if he exactly is underproducing. He's just fill, filling a different role. Um, he's getting offensive rebounds. I, I think that he could be utilized better than how he is right now, but I still think that he's just as good as he was last year. Um, so I, I think that he needs to, uh, definitely get down there and rebound a little bit better. I know that he led the rebounds against Miami, but there was just a lot of, of Illinois not getting second chance points, uh, against Miami. So you think with Georgie and Kofi down there, they'd be, you know, averaging 10 rebounds a game. So, yep. But I think that was all the questions we had. Hopefully we answered them. If we didn't, you go ahead and you comment again and say, hey, bud, try again. And I'll do that. But that's what I got. All right. Well, uh, before we end this one, uh, a little bit of the future in December on the the podcast. Uh, We will be back on the 13th next Friday for uh, talking about these two games and then talking about Old Dominion on the 14th, that'll be uh, in Champaign. Um, so they have two two more home non-conference games left, then one in St. Louis, and then one uh, another one in Champaign. So, we'll be in St. Louis. So you won't be there, but I'll be there. Yeah, so. you'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> on the 18th, Illinois Podcast Special, the Decade in Review. Uh, special. The 2010s. Uh, and the, pretty much the entire 2010s was pretty awful, to be honest. Compared to the 2000s, I mean, geez, uh, we'll talk all about that. So we want to get everyone involved on that. If you have any comments, questions, we're going to ask for those eventually on Twitter, Facebook, whatever it may be. But uh, number one, your questions. Uh, I don't really know why I would want questions for that, but why not? Uh, yeah, I think we need questions. Thoughts? thoughts? Yeah. I, I just yeah. don't know what questions they would ask. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe why like, does Illinois what, not any good the last 10 years? That'd be a what good What was the best team, which we will answer. Yes. That. What was the best, best players, team? all that. Then on the 20th, so two days later, so we have two in one week, the 18th and the 20th. On the 20th, we will discuss the Old Dominion game plus the Missouri game, and then we get a little bit of a break. Uh, and then I think, I guess, the 27th, uh-huh. We will talk about um, we'll talk about the Bragging Rights game, and then we'll talk about the North Carolina A and T uh, preview that game that's on the 29th. and then I think um, I don't know what I guess the third of January would be the next one after that. That's to uh, talk about. I guess well, let's see. So the twenty seventh, the twenty seventh would be to. Um, preview North Carolina A&T and Michigan State and then the 20 or the third would be to review those games and then talk about Purdue whatever and yeah Johnson whatever happens but we'll figure that out we'll get it figured out guys don't worry do you have anything else to add 
Um, I did have one uh, comment saying that the reason um, we didn't win against Miami is because my call sign wasn't recorded. Uh, we did go 2-0 and after I used it last time, so we'll do peace it. easy. Yeah. All right, folks, uh, make sure to rate, subscribe, all that stuff on the podcast, and uh, we will be back, like I said, next Friday. Hopefully they can split this uh, this this two-game set, but we will find out. All right. Later. See ya. This two-game set, but we will find out.